podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Mugger. I know it's been a while. Um, we took the last week off because, you know, bank holiday. We were, you know, we, we were doing things, innit? Um, anyway, I'm joined by three lovely men. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good after yesterday's win, man. So, yeah, let's chop it up. Uh, Sebi, you're you're doing a flu game, game today. How, yeah, man. How, how you doing, bro? Flew game, feeling unwell, but I ain't, I ain't Grace Mugger in, in, in a while, so you know I had to I had to turn up this week. I hear, I hear. And lastly, we're joined by Reems. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, I'm a full time basketball analyzer now, so <laughs> in a while, <laughs> in a while, but I'm back about today. <laughs> man has start. Has started cool calling it soccer, you know. Make, makes me sick. Soccer, soccer fans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get into it, um, obviously we've got the Patreon. We should be getting a severe reaction this week on Thursday with Gaz. Um, hopefully, we'll get some evergreen content on on there as well with the with the summer transfer window coming up. Maybe with with the takeover stuff, go through that as well. Um, Yep, make sure you sign up to, to that. Um and obviously use the hashtag to with the conversation today and just make sure you give us your comments about the pod. Anyway, let's get into it. Um fresh off a 2-0 win from Forest. Um it was a weird one going into it because basically all the results went in our favour, and usually when that happens, we fuck up as well. So, um, yeah, Reams, going into the game, and when you saw the lineup, what did you think? Well, there was one change from from the from when we initially got got the lineup to when the game actually started, as the bits have got injured in the warm up with a groin injury. But yeah, give me your uh, initial thoughts on the the lineup. Um, I looked at the back four, and I was like, why? 
this is going to be interesting. But then I thought back to like Dallow and I'm like, bro, like when he was at Porto, like his first, like his rookie season, he spent a lot of time alternating between right back and left back. When he was on loan at AC Milan, he spent a lot of time playing left back there as well. So I was like, you know what? Um, He's got experience playing left back. You know, he's a technical player. He can use both feet. So like when I deeped it, I was like, I'm comfy with Dallow playing left back. Um, the centre back partnership, I started getting some some real some real PTSD from that centre back partnership back to the back to the to the Stone Ages when we was in the mud. So yeah, that was a bit worrying. Um, obviously, the Sabitzer um, the Sabitzer injury is, is whatever, and he got replaced by Ericsson, and that was like our first choice midfield for most of the most of the season and most of this year when when we was winning games anyway. So I wasn't too uncomfortable about that. Um, and yeah, the front three, the, the front three is is what isn't it? That's our like, that's that's our four play front three. That's what I call it. That's our four play front three. So yeah, Bro. I guess I guess I guess I guess it's the I guess it's the best team we had available when you factor in like the injuries and and, and what have you. So yeah, so I, I thought it, it was more, I thought it was more than enough to get the result against a team like Forest. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like very thrilled. But it, it was what it was, isn't it? Uh, Michael, with that being said, what did you think of our first half performance? I thought, do you know what? Like through the midfield, I know Ericsson wasn't meant to start, and obviously he's kind of making his way back from his sort of ankle injury. Um, but I just thought we we were just getting a lot of joy in in the center of the park. Him and Bruno uh, were just pulling the strings, man, and it was. Obviously, Nottingham Forest give you time and space to play anyway. They're not really, they don't really get at you like that. And um, if, for, if it wasn't for a lack of clinical finishing, obviously the scoreline would have been a lot more uh, cuter in our favour. Um, I was initially worried when Maguire got a yellow card early on. Like, I thought uh, Awanyi would, would pose him problems, but it, that wasn't the sort of case. And he was able to stay on the pitch for the 90 minutes. But um, it's, it's pleasing that we could dominate a football match like that. We've done that a few times, like when we play Tottenham at home and whatnot. So there are a few times that, you know, we've looked very, very, very comfortable on the pitch. But I think that game, yesterday's game, sort of reflects why Nottingham Forest are where they are in the division and why we are where we are. Because we could be higher, but lack of clinical finishing means that there's a few games where we've not finished teams off. And obviously, as we found out in Sevilla early in the week, True, true that. Um, Sebi, with the first half, as Michael spoke about it, we saw a lot of it more attacking and it's been kind of prevalent, except for the Newcastle games since the international break. Um, who, especially in attack, did you think like proper, like help, helped us with, with that performance in, in the first half? Um, I'd say... Um, I don't know if you'd count Bruno, but I think Bruno is like a, a, a instrumental thing, uh, an instrumental player in, in that. Um, just because of like chance creation, I don't really like digging uh, all of our attackers right now. And actually, to be fair, I say Anthony as well. So like Anthony, in like if we're talking about the direct attackers, I, I feel like he's been uh, instrumental in that. But um, just outside of that, I'd say Bruno. Bruno's like a massive reason why. Um, I think we 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 look better in attack. 
Um, and that's because he's just not playing like a bozo. He's actually playing like a proper midfielder. Um, and I think that's like a, 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 a overall net positive for the team when our midfielder wants to behave like a midfielder, not um, some random sharpshooter. So um, the goal came from, I think Martial lost it initially, then he won it back, then he plays it to Bruno. Bruno plays in a good through ball. Martial strikes it, and then Anthony puts it in. Um, so we go on to the second half, and Sebi again, I, I, I just want to ask you, did you see which half did you feel like we done better in the first half or the, the second half? Because I'm trying to think in terms of our offensive play. Interesting. I'd say I'd, the reason why I probably give a bit more ratings to the second half because over you know a few games with Ten Hag and over the last few years we've seen us have like good first halves, but even like like the other day, man, we've seen us have like good um, forty five minutes and then the tempo and everything drop um, in the second half. But that, the fact that we was able to maintain. And actually press on and create a handful of chances. I'd probably say the second half was um, my preference um, in regards to the two halves. Um, yeah, the second half definitely. Without well, your mute. Fucking hell, sir. Um, so. <laughs> it's been a long day um but i feel i feel like we need to get on to anthony um reeves um we've been getting dms from people saying we need to talk files get tweets yesterday saying we need to talk about it um i mean it's it's forest their shit but I, i mean he needs all the women's he can get so um yeah anthony that performance yesterday well what do you think about it um, I think he, I think he was good yesterday. I think he was good. Um, I mean, my standards for him aren't aren't, aren't the highest. Um, I think if he's solid, does the things I expect him to do well, and 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 he's chipping in with goal contributions as well, then I I think I'm pleased with what he's offering. Um, we know what his limitations are, but I think um his strengths yesterday um, were net positive. The goal he scored was like a, a positive goal as well because he, he was crashing and he was crashing. I'm, I'm using basketball terminology again. He was... <laughs> I was going to say, was gonna say he was crashing in. the boards. Man got an offensive rebound. <laughs> With it, um, yeah, he, he was attacking the box. You know, he's there following up for, for Martial to get that rebound goal, which is positive. Um, you get you could get yourself three, four, five extra goals by just being there, right place at the right time, kind of thing. Um, his combination play was good. Um, yeah, in, in I feel like in recent games he's been at least attempting to cross the ball with his right foot, even if it's like once a game or twice a game. Like he's at least trying it now, with, with which is a positive development. Um, his assist was top, like really top. Um, you know, like he's 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 been good all season at actually cutting in and like like committing defenders once he cuts in on, onto his left foot. It's just on the outside. He doesn't really ever commit defenders. So yeah, his, his assist was really good. Um, after a good bit of um combination play to build through the first two phases. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, it, I think it was a, it was a solid performance. I'd give it like a seven out of 10. Like, 
and he and I think he's been more positive than negative over the last three or four games and stuff like that. So yeah, like no complaints from me this week. Yeah, just opening it up to everyone. Um, what do you what, what do you think about Anthony these these past few weeks and just in general yesterday? It's like he wants to step up, man. Like obviously Rashford's uh, been injured last sort of week, and I just see that desire to basically be like I'm the main man now, and I think that's a positive thing. I think you kind of need that when in a, in a squad of players where you know there's there, obviously Rashford's undeniable undeniably the main man at Man United. But you want other players to, one, sort of take the heat off when we need be, and also, two, step up when that player's injured. And I, I just get the sense that Anthony's trying to sort of step up and maybe he's feeling a bit more comfortable. Is He's not just the guy who just signed. He's been here for numerous months now. And I just get the sort of attitude from him that he wants to take responsibilities on his plate. And obviously, sometimes when he cuts in and he misses, but I think oh, the God, fact that he's willing... You, Michael, but Jesus Christ, this shooting. Oh, my goodness, bro. No, he, no, no, he, he needs to he needs to be more accurate. Like, no doubt. I, I won't defend that, so but you know, his desire that's, that's, that's to keep going... Bro. That's an understatement. His desire to keep going. I respect that he never loses confidence. Like, he, yeah, he, 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 he has a delusional amount of confidence, and that's that's a trait I always respect in players. Like uh, he said, he, he said, he said, I'd rather go zero, zero Bro, it is so insane because the thing is, the worst thing about him is that it's not even about the accuracy. It, it, it just feels like he he has no power in it most of the time. It makes me sick, bro. Like, oh, like how, how he? I've never seen someone have as many shots here where like the goalkeeper just like lets it go past his post. You know, the goalkeeper just puts his hands up. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what's going in. Like, I've never <laughs> seen someone so player have that many shots per game. I think it wasn't the Everton game, but maybe the game before that where uh, he was just cutting in and just banging. I feel like he had like six, seven shots. Red, Red said, Brentford, the same <laughs> thing. And I was thinking, is this guy insane? Like, he's doing the same... It's actually insanity. Like, when you do the same thing over and over again and you expect different results, bro. And this guy, has been, he was <laughs> doing... To Albert Einstein. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I liked about yesterday, and there's something that um, I think me and Nigo spoke about last week is, yeah, when you're, when you're cutting in, you don't always have to slap it. Sometimes reverse pass, bro. Like, and I think he can be way more effective for the team if he gets into his creativity bag rather than I want to bang this curler that right now I just ain't got it. Like if he becomes more of a creative forward rather than somebody who wants to be some type of goal scorer, which is cool. Yeah. I want you to pitch in, but I want, I think, I think if he can get into his creativity bag, we'll have like a good player there. But if he thinks that he's just going to come to the Prem not take somebody on, cut in, and then slap it wide all game, and Amade ain't going to come and take his space, then he has something, he's got something coming. Boy, I mean, with Anthony saying, with that delusional sense of confidence to keep trying the same thing again and again, <laughs> and with Casemiro there as well, do you think that's had an effect on Bruno, which basically he saw himself in the in the mirror with these two continue trying the mad things and now it's and, and because of that we are now getting the performances we saw yesterday because that was probably the best I've seen Bru- 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 Bruno play ever it's, yeah it's like I think when he came he was in like second striker mode like he was just he was just the sort of free player he's not up top but he's basically getting in getting in the space and then just shooting 
just came to shoot, just came to shoot, like build up play, wasn't too interested in it. Then now, and he's always had that type of that skill set in his locker, though. It's not like he's not had that skill set. And I think he plays, I think when he does play for Portugal, he plays a bit deeper. And I think we're just reaping the benefits of whether it's a mentality shift, whether it's him having the armband a bit more this season. Obviously, I know he let himself down at Anfield, but that aside, maybe having the arm bad and that responsibility is making him think, right, let me do what's best for the team instead of being... Uh, and whether that's tracking back, whether that's p- passing, getting assists rather than me being the scorer, I don't know. I don't know what's changed, but I think he's definitely become more of a team player than the individual individual player we saw when he arrived at United. Um, it's actually quite um, funny because the last, the last I think two games he hasn't had the armband, has he? Because Maguire started. Um, so, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yes, they didn't have the armband for sure because yeah, Maguire but, uh, was there. Um, let me even get his stat sheet from yesterday because I, I was looking at it and I was thinking, this is good. This is actually good. So yesterday. He had the 79% pass con- completion, which is actually, for Bruno, that's actually uh, amazing. Um, he, hit, he hit the woodwork twice, completed all his dribble t- attempts, um, six key passes, two big ch- chances created, 100% on his long ball ac- accuracy as well. And yeah, and he won 70, 75% of his duels. So... Yeah, it was, okay. a, it was actually an amazing performance. I don't care what, bro. The man, the, the, there's man that think hero ball Bruno is a better version of this than this Bruno, bro. That just that just shows how certain man see the game in it. I can't agree, but he's he's balling out. Facts. This game, I think the last three prem games, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's been he's been moving wicked. I can't yeah. lie. So Brentford, Everton, and Nottingham Forest. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really happy. And again, this is like the standard. This is what I want really from from a midfielder. I, you know, you won't see me dissing Bruno if he's putting in these type of performances uh, consistently. And I think him and Ericsson, like them two together, um, yeah, yesterday were really really cooking. So yeah, I'm happy about that. And that was Ericsson's first start um, um, since he got injured, I believe. Yeah, since uh, 28th of January, if, that, if that's got that correct, since the yep. Reading game in the FA Cup. So, but yeah, it's good to see Ericsson and Bruno cooking. I just, we'll see what they do, how they cook against better opposition in it. That's kind of what we want to see. Do they have that same sort of fluidity and bravery in the ball and stuff like that or more? Yeah, so we'll see. That's the task, isn't it? By the way, can can you guess how many domestic games Casemiro has played since... Ericsson has been injured. One. It's been three. Three. Yeah. Jesus. Three, I, I believe. And in no two of injury, them, you know, just just bands. Crazy. And it and it, in two of them, he got sent off. So um, and the other one was the Liverpool one. So yeah, that is how long Everton has been out for, and that's how little Casemiro has played. Um. Going from the positives, I, I feel like we still need to talk about. We actually got a lot of qu- questions about this guy today. Um, so sorry, 
because we're probably not going to answer most of them. Um, Sancho, his performance yesterday was kind of polarising for some reason. What do you guys think about it? I'm going to be nice, man. I've, I've tried to like <laughs> stop slandering, slandering um, players like just ruthlessly like anymore like it's new year new minute so i'm here to spread positivity yeah i'm trying to i'm just trying to spread positivity it's not right. even a new year it might be a new tax year new tax year new tax year new tax year new me but, but for me it just is what it is man i always knew this was going to be jada when it comes to the premiership um i've been i've been on to him for a very very long time and for me, I just feel like, you know, I don't want to totally give up on him just because of the outlay or whatever, but I just don't see where he fits into this team currently. Um, with the players that we have out injured to come back into the squad, Ahmad, who I think, in my opinion, deserves a chance. Anthony's going to be Ten Hag's number one guy. And I know we've spoken about that number 10 position and potentially him uh, playing there. Well, I think we can do better than that. I think we should actually be looking to buy like somebody like a James Madison. But if I speak about yesterday anyway, um, I just feel like the killer instinct is lacking and it's just a mental issue, man. So I don't know if he like needs a loan or whatever he needs. But yeah, man, the killer instinct for me is just lacking, bro. And we was in the Man United chat and I was like, oh, we've got two wingers better than him and one player on the same level. And then Anthony starts to turn it up another level and now and then we're like, okay, now we've got three players better than we've got three players better than him and yeah, one Seb, player on we, loan. Yeah, we, we gotta separate we gotta separate, we gotta separate them two. Yeah, so um yeah, that's man, a, just, that's a real disgrace. On, on San Sancho's part, when Anthony is it's start, it's starting to build build a gap between you when the talent level is completely different. Like if, if we keep it a buck, the talent level between them is completely different. But Sancho, but it's a mentality as you said, be a lose to in it because obviously Anthony will take five shots and still be looking to shoot the sixth time. Where Sancho, I don't think he's got that that determination, that level of determination, or that arrogance, whatever you want to call it, in him. You know what I mean? And I think that's where separates the two. It's probably. Uh, Anthony's uh, mental strength, if you want to call it mental fortitude, is picking up for his lack of uh, technical, not lack of, but the difference in technical ability. Um, lastly, I feel like it's important to talk about our, our fullbacks because I was even looking today at um, Wambasaka and he had a hundred touches um, of the fo- of the f- football. Um, and it was in an array of areas in midfield um, with overlaps, underlaps. Um, how has this happened? Because me personally, I feel like this is one of the best um, recoveries I've seen ever. All credit to Wan-Bissaka, man. All credit. You have to give credit to that player because, yeah, I know people are going to give credit to Ten Hag, but... You know, there's plenty of other players on the pitch that are still shit. Maguire's still shit. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's players that are regressing. Sancho, again, I try to be nice, but, you know what I'm saying, he's still doing whatever he's doing. So, you know, when I'm looking at Wan-Bissaka, it's, it's, again, speaking about mentality, being able to reflect on what you're shit at and just have the desire to improve 
it's just all of my ratings, bro. I'm not saying that, you know, all of a sudden he's world-class, but he's come up leaps and bounds from where he was at the beginning of the season and even, like, last season um, at some point. So that's, like, all credit. And I came, I went from wanting him out to actually, bro, I want Wan-Bissaka to stay um, and I want to buy another right-back and I want to move Dallow to left-back. But, yeah, just staying on Wan-Bissaka... Bro, like, yeah, what he's done is just absolutely incredible. And he might be Ten Hag's, like, most improved uh, improved player. So I will be disappointed if we get this Frimpong guy because, again, like, I haven't watched him play, but I don't want no one called Jeffrey Frimpong at right back or whatever. What kind of Zenobo is there, I don't want Jeffrey Frimpong at right back, If you told me, if you told me centre mid, I'll say yeah, centre mid. That is hilarious. DM, maybe the centre back, I'll say cool. But Jeffrey Frimpong right back, nah, bro. We already got one Bissaka, bro. Let's chill. The baddest, the baddest thing is his name is not even Jeffrey as well. What's his name? It's Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Ah, uh, cool. Maybe, maybe then. Is Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey was too far. Yeah, Jeffrey was too far, bro. But bro. Jeremy, yeah, we might run it. Bro, I watched five minutes of him yesterday. That guy's a winger, man. That bro, guy's just a 100%, winger. 100%. 1,000%. That guy's a winger, man. Nah, it's, it's, like, it's actually... Let's three right back. It's ridiculous. Hit fam, the DRB is basically just like a inside forward but that is Fring Pong's whole wing it's ridiculous but yeah and then obviously you, you spoke about that the Dallo left back yesterday um Michael since the World Cup that that Dallo's actually been pretty shit so how so was his performance yesterday like, like a big big surprise to you yeah like obviously I know Reem's touched on that he's played uh he's played left back before at previous clubs obviously he's not done it too much at United, and we know he's better on the he's better on the ball. Even though Wan Bissaka's come on a bit, he's better on the ball than Wan Bissaka, so he's going to be a bit more comfortable coming inside. Obviously, when you play when you're right foot, you play left back. Naturally, your first touch takes you inside, and that nearly caused us some trouble when he tried to clear the ball with his right foot on the box, and they nearly Nottingham Forest had an attack. Um, but he looked very comfortable, and obviously, he's run for the goal, man. Like you know, he was inside. He laid it off and then he came he kept cut on with his run and he found it very nicely and he had a very very good first touch and he slotted it in like a striker man like I don't know if Wild Weckles would have done the same in that position you know what I'm saying so that's that's how Dallow was sort of moving very very confident and for that to be his first Premier League goal just shows that he's he should be getting in those positions a bit more often than he has been uh you know so yeah, I'll I'll please him. I'll please him in that position. Obviously, I know he's just a stopgap, and he's he's probably more keen on uh, contesting Wamba Saka for that right back role. But he done his thing. He took his chance. He scored a goal and uh, kept the clean sheet. So not much else you can ask for a fullback. Yeah. So um, we we got the win. Um, we have fifty nine points now. Um, three points ahead of Newcastle, and I believe what's that. Are we the six points ahead of Spurs with a game? Yes, yeah, six points oh, with a game in hand. Uh, we've got three worst goal difference. We've got goal difference of nine. They've got goal difference of 12. Cool. Um, and we're on, so, and we're, we're up on the same amount of games as Newcastle, and but, but we're three points ahead. Um, that's going to be our last Premier League game for the next 10 days because even though we have two games before that, 
Um, and we played Sevilla on Thursday, a 2-2 draw. I didn't watch it because um, I'm not subjecting myself to that. Um, means. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was the game? Because all I saw is that I saw 2-0 and, and then I checked my phone again and it was 2-2. Yeah, I was doing it. I was at I was at Old Trafford. Oh yeah, um, come on. Yeah, um, the first half, I think for the first maybe like half an hour, like we um Sancho had the ball in the net after like a minute, which was nuts. Like offside, I think he he, he could have did maybe a better job of keeping himself on side for that. But for the first like 25, 30 minutes, I think we played well. I think Marshall was doing really good. Um, you know, dropping into them little pockets of space. Um, turning, receiving the ball, turning, combining play and stuff like that. Um, he did it for the first goal. Uh, Bruno put in um, Sabitzer, who's like, who's really like dangerous in and around the box, like in like midfield, like normal midfield role. He's not really that great. Game kind of passes him by, but you give him opportunities in the box. He he can receive it well. He shoots well off both feet. He's a real like sharpshooter in it. So both goals, he's coming from like the right hand side. He's received like a through ball, taking it on his left foot and taking it on his right foot and crashed it in with his, his weaker foot. Obviously, the first one took a deflection. The second one, another great bit of play from Martial. Lovely through ball. Sabitzer again takes it in on his right foot, finishes again with it with, with his left foot. So I feel like um we, we was good in, in in that first half an hour. I I felt like the wink, the wide players were really frustrating, like lacking dynamism, lacking that ability to really test guys in behind with their like speed and dribbling and stuff like that, making like poor decisions. Sancho was getting bullied off the ball. Like every time he got it, like he couldn't look after the ball. So like a lot of people in the crowd was really frustrated about that. I felt like they was very nervous every time. Um, uh, Maguire, um, every time, um, sorry, not Maguire, every time De Gea got on the ball. And I think after about maybe like 30 minutes, the game kind of got, stretched a little and by the time we 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 got into half time things were a little bit raggedy um when we came back out for the second half i think it was fine like we had our chances anthony that that shot that anthony had that hit the crossbar i'm pretty sure everyone in the stadium thought it was a goal everyone was celebrating um i think for the first maybe 50 minutes of the game casemiro was pretty bad on the ball like like he was giving it up too easily blah 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 then after that he kind of started winning the ball back recovering it quickly playing in good good little short passes and stuff like that and again that led to the Anthony chance um then I think after about 80 minutes everyone kind of just felt like yeah boy I guess this is it in it like the game was done Ten Hag pretty much emptied the bench took off Bruno after 60 minutes when when do we ever see that like I think everyone pretty much thought like yeah this one's in a book and then Malassia did a madness like it was it was such a it was such a mad thing that he did because it didn't make any sense like he had so much time to clear the ball and then he let it run and had no idea who was around him and then when that went in that bro shit got bad quick like I don't think I've seen shit get bad that quick in a minute because I'm sure we conceded that goal with like 10 minutes left (laughs) and everything everything that could have gone wrong after that goal went in went wrong the only thing that could have gone worse is if we ended up losing which luckily we didn't but boy yeah, the feds got the feds got here quick after that after that Malaki <laughs> mistake, man. So it ended up being a, it ended up being a disastrous result after a game that we comfortably had in hand. Like, so I I was literally like I was about to tweet like I feel like if we played for like 
four hours, Sevilla would have scored a goal. Then they ended up scoring two in the last 10 minutes, two own goals as well. So I was right. They didn't score a goal. We scored two goals for them, but still, it got bad quick, man. And now we got a flipping, now we got a dogfight on our hand away from home in Spain this Thursday. So yeah, that wasn't ideal. Um, Yeah. I mean, on top of that, we managed to come out the game 2-0 two, two up and we've managed to come out the game with a 2-2 draw and both our starting centre-backs out. Um, they said a few weeks for Varane. Who, who knows about the time frame of that? I, I, I feel like they kept it quite vague on purpose, but who knows? Um, but Martinez is out for the season. Um, quite frankly, I dropped down to my knees when I saw... Pause. I, I dropped down to my knees when I saw that um, he was done for the season but um I, I, I can't lie I, I was done with football in general because <laughs> I was seeing reports that he'd done his Achilles and I'm like yeah bro like he's going to be out for like 18 months and when he comes back his athleticism is going to be cooked he's not even going to be he's not going to be able to literally I was in the car on the motorway on my way back and I was like yeah this is it this, this is my last years of football <laughs> <laughs> and I see Ted Hart say it wasn't his Achilles so I got a little second wind but boy Bruno got a flipping dubious yellow card as well, so he's suspended for the second leg too. So it's gonna be an interesting second leg because Sevilla are quite horrible. Like, let's let's get that right. Like they are quite terrible. Like everything they got in that game, we handed it to them. So mm. being being in that second leg, you know Sevilla got a lot of heritage in this tournament. Like we're gonna be missing our first choice centre back pairing and our best like midfielder. So our best at like, creative midfielder. So it's yeah, going to be... Yeah, right, Rashford and, may I, not be there either. You know? And no Rashford. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how we, we, we pull a result. We navigate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, regarding Sevilla, they are actually quite terrible. They beat Valencia on the, the weekend, which is which which was actually a relegation six-pointer. And imagine to saying that 10 years ago. But um, yeah, they're quite terrible. And... But... Now with these injuries and the accumulation of games, who knows? Um, what do you think is going to happen in the midweek? Because because we're going away, um, and with what is coming on the Sunday as well with the FA Cup semi final, if it does go to extra time, that might be a very bad game for us because we've got Brian in the FA Cup semi final. Um, and speaking speaking of the FA Cup semi-final. What do you guys think about that? Because um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that's going to be quite a treacherous game. Oh, it's going to be horrible against Brighton, man. Brighton have shown, have shown all season they're a very good team. They've transitioned from Potter to the Derby very well. Um, obviously, Ferguson, Ferguson went off against Chelsea, so I don't know what the latest is on he's He's out. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're we're catching a bit of life there. Um, I, think, I think Pascal Gross is out as well, now. No, uh, Veltman's out. Veltman's out. Um, they but... still got Matoma. They still got obviously they're gonna have Caicedo and uh, Alexis McAllister pulling the strings in midfield. So it's gonna be a good midfield battle for Bruno and Ericsson. Obviously, we're singing their praises after uh, yesterday's game at Forest, but we got. A very good midfield. That, that, that's a real midfield they're going to be playing Trust. against in that game. <laughs> Trust a midfield that loads of play, loads of teams in the top four are looking at snapping those players up. So we're pro- we're playing a proper proper midfield. Uh, we're playing a proper team. Brighton are a proper team. So um, yeah, and we're not going to have our best team. So and they already they done us at the start of the season at Old Trafford, two one. 
So yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit. I'm I, not I, sure, man. I'm not. I too can't confident. say I'm confident about lie. that game. I'll be real. I feel like if we if we win that game, then it's a massive it's a massive win. I I, I would I would even say going into that game. Especially if like Rashford ain't playing, I say Brighton are the favourites in that game, and that's not me like trying to be negative. I mean like we're literally missing four of our starters. We're missing Luke Shaw, Varane, Lisandro Martinez, and potentially Marcus Rashford. So it's not like we're going there full strength in like flying, dominating. Well, we've been playing, we've been playing well since the Newcastle game, but bro, if you're missing four starters, then bro, you can't expect to put that same level of performance you've been you've been putting in. So I, I I'm not the most confident for that game. I'll be real. Is that more of an indictment on United or is that just a big up to Brighton? That we're saying we ain't got four players and we're like, shit. Yeah, I mean, like, bro, like, if someone says it's Manchester United versus Brighton, it, you, sh- you should be thinking, yeah, it don't matter, bro. Manchester United should be blowing Brighton away. But this Brighton is a normal Brighton, bro. This is, this is one of the best teams in England. Like, in terms of, like, we've seen Pep say it, in terms of building up from the back, in terms of how they progress the ball through the phases... The dynamism they have on the wings now. Like, even though they don't have Ferguson, they have Danny Welbeck, who, who's a handful on any given day. They got lots of guys who could shoot. They got mm. they recovered the ball really well in midfield. Like, bro, like Brighton right now are playing better football than Manchester United are. So it it it's it's a it's a it's a big up to Brighton to answer your question essentially. They they are a yeah. serious team. Um and yeah, you have to remember they have more rest between games as well, as well. so that yeah we we play them three games after we play a win or go home game in in the Europa League so yeah so um yeah I mean with Shaw I have a I have a question with Shaw he might be back for the Brighton game Maguire is going to be suspended so is think... he yeah Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, Maguire's suspended for that. He's managed to accumulate a yellow card in each round of the FFA Cup to get himself suspended. Um, that is impressive. That is yeah. impressive. Yeah. I, I think I think eight out, out out of his fourteen games in, I think he's been like like eight out of his fourteen games like this season. He's got he's actually gotten a, a yellow card or something like that. Like it's really crazy that. He, I'm that sure he, he accumulated enough yellow cards to get suspended in the League Cup as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did as well. That he is did. really impressive. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so Maguire's out, and so hopefully Shaw will be back because if not, um, we actually won't have enough defenders. Casemiro center back season. It's, we're gonna have to play Shaw left center back and and um Lindelof off right center back and Dallo left back again. Yeah, we're gonna have to rise up McTormand center back if he's back in time. Uh, yeah, Tom's injured as well. I thought I even forgot. More Tom's injured as well. Yeah, yeah. Tom is injured as well. Damn. I mean, now that we're on it, like, let's go through the list. Actually, so obviously we've spoken about like Martinez, Moran, Malashi is out. So, so it's a bit of potentially out. Rashford's potentially out. Shaw, Garnacho was seen today putting his boots on for the first time. And McTominay, and obviously Van der Beek, but he's out for the season. Um, do you think? Do Do you think this is just a, a, an accumulation of the fact that we've played so many games this season? I don't know. Yeah. Some of these some of these injuries are kind of like freak impact injuries. and unlucky. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, like Lizanjo's injury was like a freak injury. We got Nacho was from like a tackle. I don't know what's wrong with Malassia, Shaw, Varane, or McTominay. Rashford is I think Rashford is a fatigue thing for sure. Um Sabit, sir, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him either. So maybe maybe some of those are some of those are fatigue, but some of them is just bad luck. Um so, so bits of wounds is growing. Uh Varane was a foot injury. Shaw, I believe, was a muscle injury as well. Um, McTominay, I can't remember. Uh, I think I think Shaw and Varane being able to play as many games as they played this year has, has even been impressive considering yeah. their injury record. And like Ten Hag's kind of been like giving Varane like matches off and stuff like that as well. He's been kind of managing him, and he said that he's been feeling some discomfort for a few weeks now. So he's even been playing through injury. So I think they they've tried to do as best they can to, like, help us manage this busy schedule. But, like, bro, we knew we knew this was coming, especially for Varane and Shaw. But, like, the the the, the Garnacho and, like, Lisandro stuff, that's just bad luck. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to get what... In terms of stopping Brian, how do you think... How how, how do you think we're going to be able to do that? I think, I think it's going to be difficult because Brighton are... Brighton are experts at like like kind of like drawing guys like like baiting teams into pressing them and then like just taking advantage of like the space that they that they, that they leave on unoccupied when they when they get pulled into that kind of like that like matador kind of style of building from the back that Brighton use and like we're not the best pressing team like we're not really especially when you talk about a high press we, we're good at we're we're kind of good at hybrid pressing but I feel like if we're gonna well I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it now like I can't envision it in my head how it's gonna look us beating them I think if we're gonna beat them it's just gonna be because it's gonna be a, a we're Manchester United type of win yeah, like, you know what I'm saying <laughs> just flex on them yeah, bro, like, that is legit it- it's gonna be badge versus badge, and, and and that's it, bro. And our heritage is gonna drag us. Rude, it's rude. I was just about to say that pure heritage win. That's it, man. Bro, because I've I've been thinking, I've been doing the maths. I've not found an equation yet, bro. That I can't even <laughs> lie. Remember, uh, remember, like how Tottenham beat them after getting yeah, bro. Mm. Bro, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be one of them vibes. Bro, like I, I, I can't remember a time where I've watched Brian and they've just not been the better team. It was probably like Arsenal, and even then, like they were the better, better team for like, like a, a bit of the second half as well. Like, boy, it's gonna be a difficult one. But in terms of predictions, what do you think? Two one. If we win, it's gonna be two one. If we lose, we're holding four. <laughs> Yeah, no clean sheet for sure, especially with how our defence is going to look. Um, it may even be a 3-2. I think it will be a score win if we do win. Um, I'll, it could even be as, as as entertaining as a 3-2. Yeah, I think I think 3-2, um, them scoring the second goal in like the 90th minute. Um, and I forgot about Sophia. What, what do you think is going to happen in Seville, I think we're losing that one nil. The referee's gonna bump us. If Rashford is back, we're winning. Yeah, one nil. I I don't know who to yet, but one. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think 
it's going to be quite cagey that one. Um, uh, yeah, I just hope. Uh, I hope it's us. But yeah, I that's that's literally a flip a coin for me. All right. The thing is, I was thinking, would it be a Spanish referee? But I, I, I don't think they allowed that. I don't think they allowed the nation. If there's a, I, I don't think they allow if a team from the referee's nation is playing. I don't think they allowed the referee to. Um, Definitely not. They never do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was, because I because I because I was watching some video where they were saying that Spanish refs are giving up more red cards than anyone in, in Europe, Europe this year. I think it's like one one every like five five games or something. So I thought that that, that, that might have been a mad thing, but yeah. Um, there's really nothing else. There's still that takeover shit, but I'm I'm not gonna speak 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 about that. To to be honest, it's it's quick in my brain, and then the transfer stuff. I mean, there's too there's too much to focus on to focus on that right now. So we'll get into some listeners' questions before we wrap things up. Um, this one is from Jack Wilson ninety five. What lessons do you think Ten Hag has learned during his first season, and how do you see them impacting recruitment and tactical setup? this next next season sorry I, I think he's definitely learned a lesson on squad depth but I don't know if he's le- learned a lesson on personnel with some of the players we're still linked with and that's the scary thing for me even though Ten Hag's been a manager that I've been calling for for a few years now bro if I see some of these janky names coming to my squad <laughs> I want them out bro. Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey Frimpong <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> them, Wait, uh, apart from Dench who else I'm seeing a sympathy, bro. Sabitza sympathy. yet to do anything for us yet, bro. So I need to see something before we. Man just scored. Man just dropped two goals in the Euro. Bro, I don't care, bro. It's not worth it, bro. I need to see more. If I see more, then cool. But I ain't doing the sympathy thing, bro. Damn. Oh, but dear, oh, he's Ruthless. only twenty million. That, that I'll be, I'd, I'd do it for twenty million. Whoever's Bro, it. man, <laughs> twenty aims. I mean, what about um Cockatoo? But he's actually a good player, though. So <laughs> he's actually a good yeah, I've player. I've never seen that name, bro. I don't even. Look, I'm gonna be ignorant. I've never watched him, but the <laughs> name is mad, bro. Like, what is? Where's he played? Center mid. Yeah, yeah. Center mid. No, yeah, so, but, that, man. His name ain't solid enough. But the, the the thing is, he's, he's he plays he's played as a six or an eight, and as a ten. I think he's playing as, as a ten right now. What's he? He's a good player. Yeah, what type of player? He's like a pro progressive jinky jinky type player, but he's really small, and I don't no, like. No, no, no. Forget that. If he's, he's, small, he's actually really small. Forget that. Forget that. Forget that. But I mean, they're, they're facing Roma in the Europa League on Thursday. He um, was styling and profiling against Roma this Thursday, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, I, I remember in the Conference League for Falano, he played sick against Roma as well. But I, 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 I think I checked to see if, if he played well, but I saw n- nothing on, on the timeline or on softer score. So I thought maybe he had, had an all right game. But yeah, but now he's actually a decent player. Like, but he's not so he's not someone that I, I would really wish we would grab. He was just he's like a C option for for, for me. But yeah, what, what what else about Jack 
Wilson's questions in terms of the tactical setup for the next season. Do you think anything will change? I think he's he's learned the technical limitations of his squad and he's adjusted his tactics accordingly to that. So I think he'll be desperate to raise the technical floor of the squad. Obviously, we know he wanted Frankie de Jong desperately. So I assume he will be in the market for a player that offers those kind of skills again. Um, And I think, obviously, he'll be desperate for a striker that's reliable. I think more than anything. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the goalkeeper links. I don't know. I, I, I didn't think Eric Ten Hag was a sentimental type. Um, I thought he would have been a bit more ruthless. But yeah, I think he's he, he seen definitely outfield where the holes are in this team and in terms of midfield and, and, and goal scoring up front through the middle. So I think he, he would definitely address those if he's offered the opportunity to in terms of like transfer fees and, and, and money available and what have you. Um, on that goal, goalkeeper keeping point, do you think it's a thing of resource allocation or do you actually think De Gea has actually turned things around in Ten Hag's head? No, nah, man, I think I think it's one resource alloca- allocation, but I think Ten Hag is um, great at making everybody feel good. And I think that's super important because, you know, worst comes to worst... I think goalkeeper might be like third on his list, even though it's like second on mine. I think it's third on Ten Hag's list or maybe even fourth. And he probably thinks it's, it's important, but if he can't get the right one, he'll keep De Gea. So there's no point of you upsetting De Gea when in the back of your mind, you might not be able to get another goalkeeper because of resources and because you maybe have prioritised other positions. Um, so I feel like it's more so of a just keeping him sweet aspect. Because um, I definitely... You can see the way he's playing. You can see what De Gea is trying to do. It's reminiscent of um, Pep's first season when Joe Hart... It, it, they basically look the same. So I, I, Joe I, Hart I, didn't get a chance to play on the Pep. Yeah, I mean... He fired that, him to the moon as quickly bro, as he could. <laughs> bro, yeah, Claudio Bravo, cuz. Yo, 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 Bravo, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's just reminiscent of like keepers trying to play under Pep and Klopp. And them just saying, nah, you know what? This is a myth. Um, we, yeah, we need to go get our number one guy. And I think if we go and get our number one keeper, United will be in a way better position um, progressively. So I, just well, I, want, I, I want to ask you a question, yeah. Do you think if Ten Hag had the opportunity to see Dean Henderson, he would have kept him? Yeah. Potentially. Because Dean, Dean Henderson, no, Dean Henderson didn't give him a chance. He was like, I'm not taking the chance. Before he even puts his, his, his name tag down on his office door. Do you know what the worst thing is? You know he asked him in Jan to come b- b- back as well. And he said no. He did? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, what but... they, that's what so they what... were reporting in, in the athletic, athletic anyway, that they asked him, he asked if Dean had to come back because obviously they lost to the, the Bravka. The Bravka, yeah, back to Newcastle. Apparently, he asked Henderson to come back, and he said he's, he's playing at Forest, and he doesn't want to take the the, the risk in it to come back and, ju- and just be the whole bench. Yeah. yeah. So what my I guess what my point is like this summer, if he comes and like Dean Henderson's there for like preseason and what whatever like goes on tour, do you think there's a chance that Ten Hag will favor him to De Gea if we don't sign a new goalkeeper? Uh, I think uh, yeah, I think. 
Dean Henderson will get a chance because the one thing Dean Henderson has is that he comes off his line um, and he, he's decent uh, with the, the boy at his feet, even though I don't think he's at the required level. But I, I, I definitely feel like he'll get a chance. Um, but yeah, both of them two are not at the level. But yeah, I think Henderson gets a chance. Okay. I think with Henderson, I feel like because we actually need to sell, because he's he's uh, someone from our, our academy, we can make so much pro- profit on him. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not there's not even a point to keep him. To be honest, just try and get get as much, and just shift him out. Um, Superfly MK, he asked if if any any of you have seen the comp of Wan Bersaka's press resistance. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. The nine minute one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Is it the one that has like the Nas music on it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. how how far did, did you get? Maybe like three minutes. Right, three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I got to five seconds. I said, Nah, I, I can't do this, man. I heard the Nas music and I was fuming. I was like, <laughs> 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 but I was watching it like obviously, like the, it was a calm component. Like Guambasaka. Is a is an unpredictable dribble in it, so like it ends up being effective, like from time to time. So yeah, like is it? Uh, uh, and he asked another, another question. It looks like our loan teams deserve credit for for the Ahmad loan. Do you think this was a shrewd planning or dumb luck? Dumb luck. Dumb, dumb luck. Dumb I'm, luck. I'm pretty sure when they sent Ahmad there, Tony Mowbray wasn't even the coach yet. No, no. I, I I think they wait. I think they sent him there because they knew. Moby was going to be the coach there. Still dumb luck, man. You know yeah. these guys, they don't know shit, man. I mean, yeah, because they sent, they sent Hannibal to Birmingham. Like, <laughs> I mean, that place is a mess, by the way. That's Absolute like the worst place. Mm. He's, he's got value. He, he's developed. Like, he's got valuable, like, playing time at, like, a good competitive level. But the, the actual style of play it's isn't, like... He's just there yeah, playing but... dog ball. Like... <laughs> yeah, because they, they're even playing him as, like, a six, right? Yeah, bro. Like, it's not... Yeah. I think Janino Bacunia as a pen. Ah. That's the franchise <laughs> player. Uh um, front. <laughs> wait, Chong's up front? Yeah. Madden. Sake, man. Um, Where is no way. <laughs> I think all of the boys we've sent out alone to the championship has had has had have had good years on loan, to be honest. But Ahmad, like Ahmad is a different level of player. Like this is a kid we signed for like 18 million when he had like no first team experience like he him in the championship should be like should be cooking yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's good about it is that as you said this is this is what you should be doing mm. and the fact that he's doing it is 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 testament to testament to his ability um because there's plenty of players that we say are oh, yeah at the level and then are not able to shine but he's literally mashing up the championship so yeah that's really good um, you spoke about the other guys you have on loan. Um, Laird, to be fair, has been not has not done. I mean, QPR as a he whole. He plays for the worst team in the world. <laughs> yeah, and I don't Q- mean like just what they do on the pitch. I mean in general, everything about them as a sporting organization, they are the worst in the world. They have the worst <laughs> academy I've ever seen. Like their ownership is terrible. Yeah, they, I mean he- where they're based is horrible. It's just the worst team in the world. He he was doing well initially. Then Bill went back to Rangers, and then it, it's just all fallen apart since. And I don't think he's even starting much anymore. I mean, Fernandez at Preston, he's doing well apparently. 
Um, and then who else? Fernandez. I think those are the four main ones. And then there's there's the other ones that I can't remember. But yeah, I think Shoretiri. I think Shoretiri is struggling at Bolton. Yeah, I mean, I saw some tweets from Bolton fans saying this is the one or like he needs to be sent back. I'm thinking, fuck. Oh wow, boy, yeah. when you see that, that's hot, bro. Um, and what else? Because most of these are about. Uh, all right, I, I, I'll give you one about San Sancho from True One Ace. Is Sancho our worst signing post Fergie? Post Fergie, um, that's a lot. If you're talking about if we, if if you talk about like pound for pound, you're talking about expectation, price yeah. tag, and that's 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 what he said after his price tag hype around signing the player he and the player he, he was meant to be. I I I think you could say yes, but I still just have to say Lukaku because, bro, <laughs> <laughs> like Lukaku, Lukaku played better than Sancho did. Don't get me wrong; like he he was way better than Sancho was, but he still made me suffer. Like, <laughs> yeah, Lukaku's Ooh. a close second. Ooh, that's but Sancho was close to me. Ah, uh, the thing, the, you know what? You know what the thing about Lukaku is is that what he done didn't surprise me. Like, I'm I I wasn't. That's a good point. That's a good point. I expected Lukaku to be ass. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was not like I remember the day we we uh, agreed the fee. I, I I backed a whole bottle of Henny, bro. Was I was so be... upset. <laughs> oh, well, you like seventy five m's just gone like that, bro, bro, uh, bro. I knew this was gonna stink with Sancho. I didn't think it would be this bad. I I thought there would be an adaptation period just because the player he was and the fact he was coming into a. Uh, social team, but not this. This is mad. This has just been mad. So, I mean, I'm still not gonna say him. I'm still gonna say Maguire because I hate him. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Maguire is a good shout as well. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I, but I still, but at the same time, I still feel like Maguire had had like good seasons. Like, yeah, I mean, the but like for his. For his level and the fact is, Fadimari is it's kind of similar to Lukaku, where I didn't expect much of Maguire as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just gonna say Maguire just to save face for Sancho. But he has like six months because after that, yeah, he's done. If yeah, there's, there's, there's actually no saving after that. And um, last one from Alexandra, Alex, Alexandra Teo. Man is Jamaican and from Sierra Leone. It's a mad mix. Um, Arsenal title or City treble? Arsenal title. Arsenal title. That was easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full house there. Arsenal title. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not a full house still. Okay. Yo, you are black as hell, man. <laughs> Peckham Red, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, City winning the Champions League is worse than Arsenal winning the title. You know what? Actually, I, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I understand, but to me, it's going to get taken off them anyway, so I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That is, that is the whole thing for me. Anything Man City do, I know it's going to get take, taken off them uh, eventually because what they've done is absolutely... Is, they're actually criminals, bro. <laughs> That's a mafia organization, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, absolutely <laughs> bad. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, if if 
if City aren't found guilty, then yeah, of course. That's what what I will say is, just because I know so many more Arsenal fans and there's so many more Arsenal fans on Twitter, Arsenal bottling the title will be funnier. Yeah. But like, if we're speaking like long term, like the narratives around City winning the treble and free peating, it's gonna be nasty. Yeah. In terms because... of how people use it to like discredit like United's achievements and stuff like that. Because people already do it anyway. So if they have that actual like validation of City doing something so dominant, it's gonna be nice. It's gonna, it's just gonna be annoying. It's good in the long run, it's gonna be more annoying than a summer of Arsenal fans beating their chest or whatever. Because ne- when next season comes. Them winning the title this year is not going to matter. But City winning the treble and being three peat, three peat is going to live forever. Like, you get what I mean? Yeah, I know. But like, I mean, when Chelsea won the title in 2017, after like three months, no one cared anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Mm, mm. Yeah, I know. But that hate it, it, in my heart, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Arsenal bottling the titles. Good. We're we're gonna we're gonna have a good time on the timeline if that happens. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be banter. It's gonna be Bro, enjoyable banter. time on the timeline. The the thing is, is that they would. That is what they've been trying to protect against all year. They've been trying to delay this title race talk for so long. <laughs> now, now that they can't deny it. <laughs> anyway, I'll be doing shifts on Twitter, but it'll be real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The Tachi Gunas can really really respond to that in two days. Um, thank you for coming on. Make sure you use the hashtag thank you, Sebi, um, Reams, Michael. Um, use the hashtag to join in, in the conversation. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. We out. Peace. Yeah. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Violate my squad, Mike Dango. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.